AOM 2020, that stands for Annual Orthopedic Meeting of the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Their big, big conference, April 3rd and 4th in 2020 in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Mall of America, Head, Spine, and Shoulder Disorders, Integration Over Isolation is the topic this year. What will you learn? Why should you go? Highlighting the orthopedic and vestibular factors affecting patients with concussion injuries, interconnection of head and neck complex, relationship between the neck and shoulder, lab breakouts focused on skill acquisition. That's what you're going to get. Ariel Giordano, Rob Landell, Joseph Godges, Paula Ludwig, and Lieutenant Colonel James T. Mills are your featured speakers. Check out more at orthopt.org. Traditionally, what is offered is just that basic nutritional science. They'll throw it in within a health promotion course. What are your carbs, proteins, fats, that type of thing. But what a lot of programs tend to miss is the big picture of how am I actually going to implement this? Where is my scope of practice information? Where do I look at legally in order to integrate this? And really, how do I make a behavior change? And that's really the biggest thing, right? Because if you don't know where a person is, and if you don't meet that person where they are, you're not going to make a difference. Had a chance to bring back on the show, Patrick Berner is a really interesting guy, physical therapist, but also registered dietitian. So he's got these like two worlds he can pull information from and put them together. So we're going to do a series with Patrick this year and bring him on once every other month to kind of give us a little nutrition advice that we can bring into practice. First up, we take a look at scope of practice, PT scope of practice in regards to nutrition. He's the perfect guy to do this. So he pretty much lays out what is in your scope of practice. And if you don't know, now you know, or you should know a little more. And he tells you where to find that information. Hint, it varies state to state. We'll take a listen to some more of Patrick's insight in terms of nutrition and physical therapy in this episode. Find him online at The Fuel Physio. That's The Fuel Physio on Instagram and Twitter. Always good talking to Patrick. And again, we'll do it throughout the year. So thanks for listening. We always appreciate you guys taking a listen and sharing the show. So make sure to subscribe. And uh, as you know, the show is free. So if you ever want to pay it back or pay us forward, the only thing we ask, tell a friend, tell a colleague, or share something online. So thank you guys for doing that. This episode is brought to you by Owens Recovery Science, a single source for physical therapists looking for certification for personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training, the equipment you need to apply it, the research behind it, the whole nine. Johnny Owens and his team working with the four major sports here in the U.S., working around the world, large hospital systems, smaller clinics, they're the experts. So uh, take a look at what Johnny Owens and his team has to offer at OwensRecoveryScience.com or take a listen to Johnny's new podcast if you want to get real deep into BFR. It's called Owens Recovery Science Podcast and you can find it right now on iTunes. Broadcasting to physical therapists around the world. Heard in over 135 countries with more than 1 million downloads and counting. This is this is the PT Pinecast. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. May I introduce? Please allow me to introduce you to. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Next episode of the PT Pinecast starts right now. I say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. No stranger to the program. Welcome back on the show. Patrick Berner. Patrick, welcome back, man. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Should give you your official, your superhero title, right? The Fuel Physio. Patrick, a uh, physical therapist, but also a registered dietitian. And that's a cool, you know, secret hero life. That you got kind of two secret identities that you get to merge together, which is fun. Yeah, it is. It's definitely fun. Um, I mean, I always have to wear my physical therapist hat, you know, when it comes to licensure and practicing, but definitely have that dietitian profession in my back pocket as well. 
if people wanted to find you, I always like to throw that out early on Twitter at the Fuel Physio. The same thing on Instagram. Kudos for having the same handle on both platforms. Nice and easy for people like me. You know, uniquely, I, I talked to someone maybe a year ago, and uh, the idea was you should probably expand your scope. We're going to talk about PT scope of practice, and that's like something very narrow. But this was about expanding my scope. I started following people in the dietitian world, people in the research world, people in the MD, the PA, the nursing world on Twitter, and why watching their different conversations. And wouldn't you know it, people bitch and fight outside of physical therapy just the same as us. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it's ironic that it's sometimes the same problems, especially if you're looking at professions that deal in patient care. Uh, they're talking about the exact same thing. It's just from a different lens. Yeah, these different silos. That's why I like you, man. You're kind of in two different two different worlds at the same time. So what, what comes up a lot, and especially I mentioned me kind of following people outside of our, our physical therapy world is these discussions that happen. A lot of times people in the dietitian world are talking about exercise and how that comes into play. The same thing about therapy and physical therapy. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, where, who's step, are we stepping over? Are they stepping over? Who's stepping over who? And where does that come in? So it's like, hey, let's focus on what we're good at. But where in the PT scope of practice is nutrition and food? And you're the perfect person for that. So when that topic comes up, it's near and dear to your heart. You present on it. You talk about it. Where do you want to start there? So I guess at the beginning, it really starts with nutrition, nutritional science, dietetics, you know, what people eat. It is absolutely something that is within the physical therapy scope of practice, just at its basic entry level information, right? But even something that's strongly supported by the APTA, it is within our, uh, our physical therapy scope of practice. They've, uh, they've mentioned that before, as you say, APTA fully supports that. So we're being clear, it's within the physical therapy scope of practice. So now we need to know how, you know, how are we involving, you know, registered dietitians in that? What should we be saying? What, what information should we be getting? Where should we get in that information from? There's a lot to talk about. So let's, let's talk about that first nutrition within the PT scope of practice. You know, why does that matter and what should we do about it? Yeah, so kind of why it's in our scope, and, and this kind of looks at some House of Delegates statements that the APTA had put out a few years ago, really, you know, claiming, you know, diet and nutrition as kind of key components of, of things that our patients deal with from a day to day, especially those type of patients that we as physical therapists manage. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that it's within our professional scope. Uh, one of the other things that the APTA highlights as extremely important is the role that the physical therapist plays in needing to screen for nutritional um, needs, right? Whether it's malnutrition, whether it's protein needs, that, that, that's something that, that needs to occur within every patient occurrence. Every, every plan of care, I think, is where that nutrition integration can start, is really just identifying if that patient has a need and that starts with some type of screening process, right? And that's really where the APTA is strongest in this being a part of our scope of practice. Now, the APTA actually, as of last year, right, 2019 House of Delegates, they changed the statement behind the role of the physical therapist. And what they did is they actually took out some old language uh, that really spoke to the need to refer to, I think what they termed it was, a medical nutrition professional, right? And for me as a registered dietitian, I've got no idea what that is. Right, right. But what they did with this past House of Delegates and they altered some of the language and they did this one within a lot of uh, statements uh, at this past uh, House of Delegates, they actually, uh, it now reads specifically 
consultation, co-management, or referral to a registered dietitian when the needs of that patient exceed, you know, that physical therapy, that professional scope of practice, but also the personal scope of practice, um, which I think is something that a lot of clinicians may not even know about that APTA has terminology that looks at your professional scope, which is based on your state legislative, but then also a personal scope of practice. Okay. What's that? So as an example, a personal scope of practice for me, right, I have additional training in dietetics. That's my own personal scope. It gives me a little bit more of an advantage and things that I can dive into a little bit deeper because of my additional training. So if anybody's listening right within APTA, I think it's within their code of ethics, they actually uh, label out that terminology, the professional versus the personal, right? So like if you come across another practitioner who specializes in dry needling and other type of modalities and stuff like that, that's their personal scope. They have the additional training and knowledge in that particular area. Got it. That's clear. So I have advanced training in hosting podcast episodes and radio broadcasts. That's my <laughs> personal stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't, want, I don't want to skip past this because I made sure I got this right, but it's thrown around a lot, especially in the social media world, registered dietitians, nutritionists. Talk about that you know, for a sentence or two, just, just who's got what and who we should be referring to. I mean, you mentioned the House of Delegates identified registered dietitians, but talk about just to alleviate confusion between those two terms. Yeah. So the reason that the language uh, change was made is because the registered dietitian is that medical professional that they are educated and trained to a competency level that is very similar to how the physical therapy profession uh, educates. Right. You have um, within your education models, your accreditation bodies that accreditate your programs, accreditate your internships, uh, your national board examinations, your skilled uh, internship clinical hours, right? your continuing education competencies. The registered dietitian, the dietetics profession practices to those standards that we as physical therapists practice to as well. Now, the terminology registered dietitian to nutritionist, right? that's going to vary state to state. Right, because some states nutritionist is a protected term, and in some states it's not. And then there are some other professions out there as well. I want to say it's certified nutrition specialist. It's a different organization, but they do also go through the same type of accreditation and credentialing processes. But when you look at the medical profession, right, it's the registered dietitian. And especially when it comes to insurance reimbursement type of stuff, it's the registered dietitian that's traditionally the only one that insurance is going to reimburse for services. Gotcha. All right. I just wanted to try to try to alleviate confusion there, but it sounds like, you know, welcome to the United States where we have 50 different sets of rules a lot of times, which brings us to point number two here, talking about nutrition within the PT scope. State practice acts make a difference from state to state. They do. They make a big difference. And and sometimes you really have to read into the details. So for example, one of the best dietetics practice acts that I like comes out of Kansas. Okay. Um, because if you read their statutes and dietetics, it, it looks very restrictive as a physical therapist and restrictive in a sense that it reads, you know, giving nutritional services, whether it be, you know, evaluations, consultations, education, that type of stuff within the state of Kansas is protected to the dietetics field. But if you look at their exemptions, 
physical therapists are actually mentioned as an exempt profession. Huh. And that if that practitioner practices within their physical therapy scope, it's okay for them to provide nutritional services, right? But you still have to stay within your PT scope. So the way to integrate it is you really need to know what your PT scope is, which across the country, there's no practice act within physical therapy that's limiting the use of nutrition. There's no practice act that's saying uh, nutrition is not part of it. Now, there are practice acts and North Carolina is the good example for this, that their licensing board actually states that education and lack of a better term, pushing of supplements right. is not within the physical therapy scope of practice, right? But as a general practitioner, when you start looking at supplements and, and all that type of stuff, you're, you're way out of bounds anyway because you don't know if that person has a true deficit for that need medically. Okay. So w- when, you say, uh, when you say nutrition education, I think I've seen you throw this statistic out on social media or, or presentation before. Approximately, and, and programs differ from program to program, but PT programs, I mean, how, how much nutrition education are PT students getting in PT schools? So a hard a hard value on that is something that I'm actually working on, you know, towards getting, right? But the programs that I've been exposed to and the programs that I've come into to help beef up what they're offering, it's not a lot. And traditionally what is offered is just that basic nutritional science. They'll throw it in within a health promotion course, right? Sure. What are your carbs, proteins, fats, that type of thing. But what a lot of programs tend to miss is the big picture of how am I actually going to implement this? Where is my scope of practice information, right? Where do I look at legally in order to integrate this? And really, how do I make a behavior change? And, and that's really the biggest thing, right? Because if you don't know where a person is, and, and we'll talk about this in, in, in later episodes, but if you don't meet that person where they are, you're not going to make a difference. Yeah, I'm guessing as, a, as a, a registered dietitian, an evaluation and then a plan for treatment. That could be physical therapy or a registered dietitian. So if you're not able to do a proper evaluation, so you got to make sure the education you have, you're implementing that correctly. And reading blog episodes or hearing podcasts, that's, that's not improving your personal scope of practice. Exactly. You have to recognize as a practitioner, is your personal scope of practice up to par to provide that patient or that client what they actually need and what they deserve. Where can people get this? What are some good representations? I know you, you've, you're working on a course and, and you do this in PT programs. Where are different places that you recommend physical therapists go if they're hearing this and they say, it's in my professional scope, I'd like it to be in my personal scope. What do you suggest they do? So the first thing is just reading your own Physical Therapy Practice Act, right, which we all should be doing as practitioners. So checking that out, just kind of look at the verbiage, see what it states, and then just Google search, right, Dietetics Nutrition Practice Act for your state and kind of read through it, right? Read through what it looks like, read through the exemptions, right? I know it sounds boring, but what you'll find in a lot of states is you'll have some exemptions, you know, other examples, you find states that are restrictive, again, that, that really keep this type of nutritional information to just dietetics professionals. But then you'll, you'll get to exemptions where healthcare providers licensed under XYZ are exempt, or if you're providing a weight loss program through your clinic, and that weight loss program was designed by a registered dietitian, then you're free to administer that and, and carry it out with your patients or your clients. Uh, so it's really reading the statutes. And that just starts with an easy Google search. Talking about physical therapy as a profession, trying to, needing to, having to become more holistic in nature, when you've got an opportunity to provide some of that, 
how can you be a really, really great holistic physical therapy practitioner inside your professional scope, inside your state scope, inside your personal scope. So paying attention to these things, I guess, is the first step and, and making sure you know you know what's the, the rule and the law where you're practicing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's going to be, that's really the first marker to determine how you're going to move forward, right? That bare minimum is, is screening to identify whether or not that patient has a need, right? Because if you can't assume somebody else is going to do it. And then where you take that need, the first thing you look at is going to be your scope of practice, right? But the basic integration of it is clear across the board. It's where you take it next is going to be where you really need to understand your, your personal and professional scope of practice. Uh, anything we're leaving out, anything you'd want to uh, share with the audience? We're going to have Patrick back on a series. I think we're doing like every other month um, here on the show to kind of do exactly what we're talking about, integrating a little bit of nutrition and dietetics um, education you know, into your ear holes to try to get uh, some people to pay attention, maybe integrate this into practice further. Anything else that you'd, you'd suggest places to go outside of your websites and your resources? Feel free to throw that in there. Yeah, so – Really, one of the websites that comes to mind outside of the stuff that I do, uh, nutritionadvocacy.org um, is a good website. And then eatright.org is another good website. And that's going to be the, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, their website as well. And that one is particularly kind of consumer facing. There is a link, and I can give it to you if you want to give it in the show notes, Jimmy, that um, the Academy has kind of a map that I'll give her the country and I'll give the, the level of restriction within each state across the country when it comes to scope of practice. And then I believe if it's not through the academy, it's through the nutritionadvocacy.org website. If you click the state, it'll give you direct links to their nutrition dietetics statutes. Making it easy for him, Patrick. The Fuel Physio doing that for you. And again, on Twitter and Instagram, at the Fuel Physio. Little birdie told me, you eat well. You often share what you're eating and what you're meal prepping for the week. Examples for people. You're living it, but you don't like salads. This cannot be true. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big salad fan. Um, I'd say probably within the last few years, the only time that I've eaten a salad uh, is at a wedding, right? When you're at kind of the sit down table yeah. and they're passing around the salad, and it's just like, well. You know, honestly, if I cover in this dressing, I think I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though, because you're, you're obviously, as a, as a physical therapist, as a registered dietitian, you're con conscious of what you're eating. But that's also a good message. It doesn't have to just be salads all the time. There's a lot of good options and things you can mix in. Maybe next time we have you back on, we'll bring in a recipe or two. We can share those in the show notes because I love getting good recipes that are simple and easy but aren't salads. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we can definitely integrate that in the future episodes. And I guess just kind of a teaser for some listeners, right? If you if you go on Twitter and you search the hashtag Burner Kitchen, I actually post my weekly menu, right? As far as what my, what my wife and I are eating throughout the week. It's usually about, you know, three or four different menu items that we kind of spread out, you know, through six or seven days. But um, just to get an idea of, of kind of what we eat day to day, right? What, what I consider to be healthy and it's not, uh, it's not that crazy. Yeah, it's pretty like simple. That. Leading by example. I like that. Uh, and again, at The Fuel Physio. Got to pay the bills right here. Want to thank New Step for sponsoring the show. They created the first product of its kind about 25 years ago with the New Step Recumbent Cross Trainer. You've seen these in PT clinics. It's now a mainstay across uh, clinics worldwide. They now continue their tradition of innovation with the New Step Transit. That's uh, using advanced software and hardware to help you get your patients better faster. It delivers real-time biofeedback for awareness of physical performance and the ability to objectively track goals and progress. I got a chance to try one of these out in Vegas. 
if you've had someone on maybe a recumbent bike where it use upper and lower extremities, you can kind of use one side. Let's say you've got a person living and recovering from a stroke. You can find a fu- you can kind of fudge it with one side. New Step Transit will let you actually objectively measure the force on both sides, upper extremity, left and right to lower extremity, left and right. Where is their deficit? And then make it harder on that extremity. So check it out. If you've got a practice that this would uh, help, take a test drive online at newstep.com. That's n-u-step.com. Patrick, are you ready for three questions? Let's go. On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. Let's do it. Three questions brought to you by our friends at Arius Medical Staffing. Uh, As we record this, Patrick, you're in what, South Carolina right now. We record the day after the national championship, and you can't see this because it's a podcast, but in the background, Patrick's got the LSU colors uh, there. So the first question has to do with with anywhere in the country. Arius, leaders in travel physical therapy. If you could go anywhere in the U.S. and do your mix of PT and registered dietitian stuff, where would you want to go? Where's somewhere cool you haven't visited? Oh, that I haven't visited. Or, or, or wherever, wherever you'd like to plunk down because you can do it. Yeah. So it, ironically, my wife and I you know, used to do travel therapy. And one of our uh, favorite locations that we did an assignment was Reno, Nevada. It's the and, biggest uh, little city, right? Isn't that what they call it? It's the nickname. It biggest is. Little biggest, town, little, biggest little yeah, city. Biggest little city. And uh, yeah, if I could, we'd probably go back out to Reno for a little bit. Right next to Lake Tahoe. Yosemite's yeah. nearby. That's probably one of the uh, most favorite places that we've lived. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. All right. Man in black right there. Thanks to Arius. Again, uh, settings, all settings, all 50 states, locations you want to go to. You want to go to Reno, Tahoe. You want to do mountains, rivers, uh, oceans. It's your call. Uh, you decide where your PT license takes you. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. That's A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Question number two, what's something you've watched, listened to, or read that really inspired you? That's a tough one, man. I think you put down, you mentioned something with Seinfeld. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, Seinfeld is something that really hits home, right? Regardless of what episode that you watch, I find that it still is very relevant, right? Even yeah. 20 years later. Right, just the things that people encounter day to day haven't really changed. Right. Yeah. So for me it's just recognition from watching those episodes that we're all just people. Yeah. And we're all I just sh- trying to make it. I just saw him live. He's doing a residency here in New York City at the Beacon Theater. Dude came out, did ninety minutes, didn't take a beat, and everything he said was exactly like that. Twenty years from now, the stuff he was talking about is gonna be relevant. Seinfeld still got it, man. The guy still got it. He does. He does. Question number three on three questions. Who's someone the audience should know more about? Uh, Jacob May. Yeah. So his uh, his Twitter handle is at Cake Nutrition. I love it already. Yeah. So so Jacob is a fellow registered dietitian. He is down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, though he's originally from Ohio. He used to work for the Cleveland Clinic, but now he's down at Pennington Medical doing some pretty cool research. And if you do check him out on Twitter, he loves to, to rile people up when it yeah. comes, to, comes to nutrition topics. But, man, he uh, he stays pretty evidence-based, and he, he's a good guy to follow and check out. At Cake Nutrition. Love that. And you guys didn't you guys do a presentation together? Uh, we did. We published a, a paper, yeah, so I guess a year ago, right? And that was in, um, I think, Geriatric Topics or, or some journal, right? But the focus was uh, – integrating nutrition into physical therapy practice with an emphasis in, in malnutrition. That's cool. All right, you're off the hot seat. That's three questions from our friends at Arius Medical Staffing. Again, that's A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Hashtag travel PT. They've been doing it for more than uh, two decades. So 
You're free to move about the country with your physical therapy career. Do that with Arius. Test drive an area geographically. Test drive a new setting. You could do that. Uh, so A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Patrick, last thing we do on the show is your parting shot. This is the parting shot. That is brought to you by Rock Tape. More than just a tape company, they're a movement company. Education, the tools to get your patients moving stronger and longer. And a 10% discount if you sign up now at rocktape.com under their medical provider link. You can do that as a physical therapist license. So 10% off again at rocktape.com. Your parting shot, last sentiment you want to leave with the audience here today. Good Tigers. Go Tigers. G-E-A-U-X. I mean, Coach O, living it and breathing it. I love that. So Absolutely. Revel in it. These guys, uh, they earned it. It's a great story from the LSU Tigers. So uh, we're going to have you back on throughout the year, bringing you some more nutrition information for physical therapists. We started big with the scope, and we'll get a little more narrow and uh, bringing back the fuel physio. Patrick, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for having me, Joey. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. Want to thank Brooks IHL. That's Brooks Rehabilitation Institute of Higher Learning. Offering residencies, fellowship education, orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, neurologic PT, pediatrics, sports. That's an overview of their residencies. Check out what they have to offer at brooksihl.org. World-class educational opportunities to the local and regional community. Check them out, brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpintcast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com.